I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday, the 29th of January 2018. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves, coming up on today's show. New signing, Henrik Mkhitaryan, on what he's looking forward to most about joining us. Adrian Clark is back for another dose of the chalkboard. We kick off by going around the club with Max Jones. It's time to go around the club with Max Jones. Well, Arsenal Media's Max Jones is our insider this week. Delighted to say he joins us on the podcast now. How's it going, pal? Yeah, mate, all good. Yeah, yourself? Not too bad at all. Things looking a little bit on the up for Arsenal uh, on the back, of course, of reaching the Carabao Cup final, having beaten Chelsea. Let's just remind ourselves, first of all, of the goals in that semi-final second leg. Left-wing corner, and it comes out, swinger high. It's towards Monreal with the header, takes a deflection, goes in! We are 1-1. Monreal has done it again. Well, I don't know whether this will go down as an own goal or not because it seemed to take a wicked deflection and loop up and over Willy Caballero. But we'll have another look on our monitor here. He might go down as a Bakayoko own goal. We're not complaining. It's one apiece. Petro controls. That's neat skill, but he doesn't get him anywhere because Awobi nicks the ball away from the Spaniard and then plays a clever and considered ball out to the right-hand side. This is Lacazette now that's coming forward inside the Chelsea penalty area. Still going forward. Lacazette gets to the byline, looks to try and pull it back. Whips get it across. Jack with a shot. In. And it's in. Arsenal are in front. The linesman moves Jacka. away. So does the referee. And Granit Xhaka has prodded home <laughs> to give Arsenal a 2-1 advantage just before the hour. It is Arsenal 2, Chelsea 1 here at the Emirates Stadium. So Arsenal backs, uh, are back to Wembley. Can't wait. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? I think it was, if you'd have said this to me about this time last week, I'd have said that this is... Or maybe even just before that, because obviously you had, the, you had the Palace win that we... Uh, we were able to get some confidence from, but it did look like we were we were struggling a bit at this stage of the season. Like things weren't really going our way, but yeah, you know, a week on and uh, and things are looking up, aren't they? Everything seems to be positive. We've got a new signing in there, Henrik Mkhitaryan. We've obviously back to winning ways in the Premier League, and now yeah, a Wembley final to look forward to. Um, and the the other good thing that came from that is Granit Xhaka, who's been um, subject to a lot of criticism this season. 
um, was able to play his part and, and, and get the winning goal. So, you know, it's great for him and, and good for Arsenal as well. Yeah, I think he's definitely one to highlight, as is Nacho Monreal, back from injury and, and making a real impact again. And we've seen him filling in, in different positions, but it's more often than not back to a, a regulation left back now. I always think it's a, it's a telling sign of a player when the biggest time that you notice them is when they're not playing. Um, and he's easily been our most consistent performer over the past four seasons. Um, and this year as well, he's added goals to his game. This is someone who had only scored three goals before this season. Um, but in the, in the space of about five months, he's doubled that tally. So, you know, he's, he's chipped in with some vital assists too. Um, for some reason, people have this perception of Nacho um, as kind of losing his pace a bit, losing his attacking threat because, we have seen him in a, in a more reserved role at centre-back, maybe in a two or, or you know, more regularly in a three. Um, but you've got to remember, he's, he's only 31 and he's been playing left-back his whole life. So this is someone who's, who's clearly mastered the role and we shouldn't, uh, shouldn't ignore the fact that he's, he's probably the best left-back we've got. So I'm sure he'll end up at centre-back eventually. But for now, let's enjoy him at left-back and enjoy seeing him do what he does best and that's get forward and provide support. Absolutely. Let's also hear a little bit of Nacho reacting to that victory against Chelsea. Really happy now because I've been out for for six weeks. No, six weeks. No, six games around three weeks. And for me, it's always hard to come back. You know, because you lose rhythm of competition. But in both games, I I felt really good. Not only me, the team. I think we have played really well today and and the last game. And this is the the way we have to continue playing like that. Nacho Monreal speaking to Arsenal Media. So next up, Man City at the end of February, of course, in the Carabao Cup final at Wembley. From that to the FA Youth Cup next, Max. Uh, fifth round tie away to Middlesbrough to look forward to after our, our junior gunners beat Liverpool. Yeah, it was a brilliant fourth round tie at Anfield. Um, and to, just, to, just to give the full picture behind this win, so going into the game, um, Steven Gerrard's under-18s uh, were unbeaten. They'd never lost under him. Um, and they, they've got a number of brilliant players in, in that setup, but I think they really missed uh, Ryan Brewster, who obviously helped uh, a young England side win the World Cup in the summer. So, you know, they've, they've got plenty of, of talent in that team. Um, but I, on the day, we were just better. Um, and I, I think in general as well, we, we've shown that we can compete with some of the more um, elite academies in, in this league. Not saying that we aren't, but... You know, some of the academies who have had heavy investment in recent years. Um, and let's not forget, we could have actually fielded Reese Nelson in that game. But um, our youngsters had, had more than enough to, to beat Liverpool. Um, and it's, it's good to see Robbie Burton be, being, influence, uh, being influential again, I should say. He's, um, he's really come on this season. Um, and I, I think in general, the lesson to take from this is just to keep on pushing. Um, we were 2-0 down going into the last five minutes and then Bakayo Sacco struck and then set up uh, Tyrese John-Jules to score the winner in front of the cop end. The, the best bit about it, if you've, uh, if you've not seen the goal, is uh, he goes and shushes the home fan, which I think, I think is brilliant. It's showing that the group obviously has the ability, but they've got that level of arrogance that you need to uh, succeed as, as a professional footballer. It's not a bad thing to have arrogance, but it, it just shows that you 
believe in yourself, you believe in each other and, and the confidence really showed in that performance. OK, next on to the under-23s, who, as we know, are going very well in Premier League 2. We've commentated on a fair number of those games so far this season together. But in the Premier League International Cup, the story is very, very bright there as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, they, they beat Bayern Munich 5-2, which um, is a familiar scoreline, I guess, in, in some ways. But we're used to seeing it perhaps the other way round. Um, but yeah, they've, they've been in brilliant form this season, uh, like you said there with the with Premier League too. And I, I've been particularly impressed with Vlad Dragomir. Um, I know when we commentated uh, on the game against Manchester United, he was playing at left wing back um, and he managed to score. This game, he was playing up front and scored. Um, so yeah, he's another one who's clearly got this abundance of natural talent. But what's been so impressive about him is that he's prepared to play in any position for the team. He just really wants to get a chance and show what he can do. And, yeah, he's he's been on the first-team bench this season, but I'd love to see him get a run out against Ostersunds maybe in the in the next round of the Europa League. And someone else who, who deserves another look in at, at senior levels, Jeff Rain Adelaide, because he's had a bit of a resurgence recently, scoring twice against Manchester United and then twice against Bayern Munich as well. Um, and it's, it's obviously been tough for him with his injury problems, but it looks like they're behind him now and, we're finally seeing seeing the best of him at this level. Um, and just finally, I wanted to touch on Emil Smith-Rowe as well because he was great against Bayern, but if you've not already seen it, um, doing the rounds on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram this weekend, um, the under-23s beat Sunderland 3-1 this weekend and Emil Smith-Rowe's goal to give us the lead is just incredible. The curve that he manages to get onto the ball to find the uh, the far corner is well worth watching, honestly. It's a fantastic talent. Love it. So things coming together nicely for the next time. We're back together for Arsenal.com when we bring everybody live commentary at the North London Derby at Premier League 2 level. That should be a cracker in March. Um, a player we probably won't see then is Ben Sheaf on loan to Stevenage. And Ben was another of the standout players when we were together for the Man United win. Really accomplished young centre-half. Absolutely, yeah. He's been, he's been excelling at this level for a while now, so I'm so happy that he's been able to get his move and test himself at, at senior level. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to feature for Stevenage against uh, Chesterfield on Saturday and also won't be able to play against Swindon Town on, on Tuesday due to a minor injury. Uh, Stevenage's manager, Darren Saul, basically said that he's going to be out for 10 days uh, because he got a bit overzealous in, in training, threw himself at a cross, um, to to block it and unfortunately he's probably going to be out for about 10 days because of that but the manager has actually been really complimentary over uh, Ben Shee's attitude his technique basically all the things Russ that we've seen from him over the years and that we we hail him for every time that we're on commentary um, but I think the interesting thing from this move is by the sounds of it he could be used in midfield for Stevenage um, in back to his old position when he was a West Ham youngster yeah, exactly. Well, it's a similar sort of role that we saw him playing um, for our under-18s before he made the step up to the yeah. under-23s and then obviously got dropped back into centre-back. Um, and I think in the long term, midfield is, is where he would want to play. Um, but obviously having the experience at centre-back has given him that extra path into our first team. Um, but for now, I'm, I'm just really excited for him and I, I can't wait to see what he 
what he can do at League Two level. And good, they're not going to rush him in if he's not 100% fit and wait till he's fully sharp and ready to make that debut and hopefully make a big impression at Stevenage. So good luck to Ben from everybody here at the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. A quick word to finish then, Max, on the women's team who take on Yeovil now in the FA Cup, don't they, this coming Sunday? Yeah, and it, it's come at a good time for them, actually, because the league form's kind of stagnated a bit. Um, everything started quite well under... Uh, Joe Montemuro once he took over from uh, Pedro, Pedro Martinez Losa but it was a nil-nil draw against Reading yesterday um, away and that's probably a game that we should be expecting to win so it's important to get confidence back with a big win this weekend um, yes Yeovil are in the same division as us but they've not scored a single league goal this season in seven attempts they're sat rock bottom of the league and they've conceded 25 goals in those seven games so they do look destined for relegation. And while this is a an FA Cup game, I can't see them turning that form around anytime soon. So what I'd like to see from Joe is for him to go for a full-strength squad. I understand we've got a tough game in the WSL against Liverpool just three days later. But if I were the manager, I'd still go full-strength. I'd do the damage early on and then rest the big players once you've got a healthy lead. With the likes of Vivian Miedemar and... Uh, Beth Mead up front. I don't see any reason why we can't hit five or six goals past Yeovil and reach the fifth round of this competition in style. Arsenal Media's Max Jones going around the club with me on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Uh, always a pleasure, pal. Catch you soon. Yeah, cheers for having me, Russ. So Henrik Mkhitaryan joined us from Manchester United last week. Here's the Armenian International's first interview with Arsenal.com. Well, Henrik, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of rumours. You're finally an Arsenal player now. How does it feel? I'm very happy. Yeah. We could finish this deal and I'm very happy to be here. Uh, it's a dream come true because I've been always dreaming to play for Arsenal and now I'm here. I'll do my best for this club to, to create a story. I want to take you back to, to 2009. It was there in an interview with UEFA that you said one day you wanted to be here at Arsenal. Now you are, but, but why was it back then? What was it you liked about the club? Uh, I always loved the way that Arsenal played, the way that uh, Arsene Wenger has managed the team. They had a lot of young players and he was managing them and they were doing very good. And uh, of course, I was um, in love with the game of Terry Henry. I was, I loved the way he played and uh, maybe that was the reason to, to support Arsenal. What was it about Thierry that you particularly loved? Uh, that he was scoring lots of goals, he was playing for the team, he was like a, like a hero. For those Arsenal fans who maybe don't know so much about you, what can you tell us about your playing style? Oh, what can I say? It's better that I don't say anything and uh, they can see it whenever I will be playing for Arsenal. You're obviously a versatile attacking midfielder. Where would you say your, your favourite position is? All over the pitch. Doesn't matter exactly where. I'm not standing in one position. I'm always trying to move to create space to, to understand my teammates. So I'm all, everywhere. In terms of your game, what would you say your particular strengths are? Uh, I don't know. It's better that you ask this question to the manager, not to me. <laughs> Um, in terms of your teammates, who are you most looking forward here to playing alongside? Uh, with everyone. There is no any exception. I would like to, to play with everyone, to start training very, very soon. So let's hope for it. Arsenal fans are very excited about you joining the club. What, what's your message to them? 
my message to them is that um, I will do my best for the team, for them. Uh, I will be very happy if I can score or assist lots of goals and lots of assists. So let's win together lots of games. Henrik, you're known as one of the best assist makers in Europe. What would you say the secret to your success has been? Uh, maybe my teammates, they were opening themselves very well, they were moving very well, so I was trying to, to find the space and uh, them for, for scoring, the, scoring goals, of course. And here in, uh, in Arsenal, I know that uh, lots of players, they are moving a lot and uh, it's incredible the way that they are playing. So I will do my best to, to assist as well. Of course, you're a prolific assist maker. You're joining another one in, in Mesut Ozil. How much does it excite you to, to play alongside him? I think it will be really fun to, to play alongside with him because everyone knows that he's a fantastic player and uh, he's as well like an assist king, thing like this. So I, I look forward to it. When you look at Mesut, when you analyse his game, what would you say his, his biggest qualities are? Uh, his intelligence, the way that he can uh, understand the game, the read, to read the game, to give the pace to the game, and uh, of course the final decision. Henrik, you've spoken before about your admiration for Arsene Wenger. How important was he in you joining Arsenal now? Of course, it's very important to have uh, respect from the from your manager. Of course, I know that he's very demanding and he likes the players to to explore and. Uh, it was one of the decisions to join Arsenal as well because everyone knows that he's a great manager. How did he help convince you to join this club? Uh, I, know, I know him for a long time and uh, of course uh, it was not very difficult to make the decision to, to come to Arsenal because uh, the way that Arsenal plays, I think it's a dream of every player to come here and to play offensive football. Shabby! To Z. Or Charlie George, you can hit him. Oh, look, we go! Perfect for Stan Pires. Pires towards Henri. And Arsenal found a goal. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I is for Iwobi. Alex established himself in the first team squad in the 2015-16 season and hasn't looked back since, returning to goal-scoring form last weekend in the 4-1 victory against Crystal Palace. Montreal again, allowed to run in, and it must be two, and is! And Alex Iwobi takes the credit, but that goal was coming. It is all Arsenal at the moment. Less than 10 minutes into this game, and the Gunners are rampant. Arsene Wenger must be thrilled with what he's seeing. Alex Iwobi pops up inside the box. I is also for Inter Milan, who've only played the Italian Giants twice, losing 3-0 at home in September 2003, with an exacting revenge two months later when Thierry Henry did this at the San Siro Stadium. Wedu's missed it, Martins is there, turned away by Cavalu. Did push Thierry to the ground and trying to get to it. It's not going to bother Arsenal because they've got Thierry Henry on the ball and Zanetti trying to catch up with him. Henry steps inside, Pires is there. Henry will have to do it alone. Oh! Sensational goal from Thierry Henry to secure a sensational result for Arsenal. Steve Bruce said at the weekend that he is the best player in the world. Anybody arguing? That was phenomenal. And finally, I is for Ipswich Town, recorded 30 victories against the Tractor Boys throughout the years, including this one in the inaugural Premier League season. Mercy. Yowd's trying to close him down. And Mercy waiting for Winterburn. Can Smith get to this one? By the underside of the bar, he can. The ball over the line. And Arsenal are in front. Well, it's Paul Mercy. Goes for goal and finds it gloriously. Well, Arsenal started the game with a goal and they're finishing with another, winning 2-1. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, Adrian Clark joins us for another dose of the Chalkboard. Clark, you're a busy man. You're flittering here, there and everywhere. Glad we've got you. Yeah, I'm currently sat on the platform at Euston. So, yeah, apologies for not being in the studio today, but uh, hopefully the uh, the chat will be just as good. Mate, it always is. It always is. We'll start with our question at the Chalkboard with, I'm pleased to say, a League Cup final now due in a few weeks. What's your favourite memory of Arsenal in the Carabao Cup and its various other guises through the years? Do you know what? This is an easy one because it's one of my first memories of being an Arsenal fan. I was a youngster uh, at the centre of excellence back in the day and it was George Graham's first trophy as, as Arsenal boss. It was Arsenal v Liverpool in the final at Wembley. 1987, Charlie Nicholas got himself a couple of goals. He was a hero. I was in the crowd that day. It was red hot. I was getting properly sunburned as a, as a young 12-year-old. But <laughs> it was it was a really, really uh, memorable day. And I, I, I think that day might have sort of just, not, not that I needed much turning, but it might have just have swung Arsenal, uh, you know, in my favour as, as a team. That I was always going to love and follow. So, because uh, I had been brought up as an Ipswich Town fan, but um, but yeah, going to Wembley that day was really, really special. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, another Wembley win. 
Fingers crossed that will be the case, Clarkie. Before all of that, a really important double game week coming up. Swansea away and then Everton at home in a double bubble in the Premier League. Uh, we'll start with maybe a broad look at the pair first. Well, I think you've got to be looking at six points. I think four points would be an OK return, but this, these are two winnable fixtures. Um, home to anybody, Arsenal should fancy themselves. And Everton have hit a bit of a wall, actually, under Sam Allardyce. They're not playing anywhere near as well as they were when he first took over. So that should be a home banker. I would expect us to put some distance between ourselves and Everton, actually, in that game. And the Swansea one, even though they beat Liverpool uh, last time out at the Liberty, this is a team that's really struggling, especially in the attacking third. I don't think they have a lot of threat that can harm Arsenal in this game. Providing the attitude is right, Arsenal should be okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm targeting six points here for us. So we'll go Swans in more detail first of all then. You look at Carlos Carvajal coming in, Adrian. Not perhaps everybody's expected man to replace Mr Clement, but he's done well, hasn't he? And and you just yeah. wonder whether he's instilling one or two quite positive doctrines and maybe this is not the easiest time to go to South Wales. Yeah, it'd have been better to play them a few weeks ago, no doubt about it. Carlos Carvajal has organised them well and he's got them fighting and scrapping and running around. And also, actually, what I did notice against Liverpool, when they did have the opportunity to keep the ball, they passed with, with quite a lot of confidence, actually. So I think the new manager has instilled a bit of self-belief for the players. They're, they're certainly playing for him. Really impressed by Jordan Ayer in recent games. He's scored a few goals. He's not ever going to be prolific. But he will be an absolute nuisance for the Arsenal centre-backs. Make no mistake. So, so they're not a team that you can take lightly. I think you've got to match their work ethic in this game, which has certainly gone up, as I've outlined. Uh, and once Arsenal do that, I think they'll be OK. If Swansea are going to pose one or two specific threats, what are they for you, Adrian, now under Carvajal with the players who are fitting at their disposal? Well, they scored from a set-piece against Liverpool, so, so they've always got that, that threat in their locker. Alfie Mawson is a big danger man. Whenever he goes up for free kicks and corners... He's not that tall, he's, is he? He's funny, but he's got a good leap. Yeah, he's not the biggest, eh? but he's just got a great record inside inside both penalty boxes. He's a, he's a strong player, Alfie Morrison. So I'd be wary of him. I don't think they've got that many threats. So I don't want to tempt fate here. I just don't see them having that much armoury. You've obviously always got to watch out for Leroy Fair popping up in the 18-yard box. He's a midfield player that can score goals. But I think it, I actually think the biggest danger to Arsenal in this game is the old boy, Lucas Fabianski, because he is Actually, I think he's been their best player this season. He's certainly in a good good run of form himself. And if Lucas performs as he has done for quite a few games of late, then Arsenal might, might not find it easy to breach him. So uh, Lucas Fabianski was probably the player to watch for the Swans. And then moving on to Everton at the weekend in the Saturday evening kickoff, Adrian, in more detail. Um, they're a strange one, aren't they? All the trouble that we know about at the start of the season under Ronald Koeman, despite all the money that they'd spent. Then Sam Allardyce comes in, probably not as the club's first choice, but does a very good early job. But a feeling that that's all lost momentum again of late and certainly one or two reports of, of rumblings of discontent again. Yeah, he's just trying to build something new, isn't he? He's really scrambling around, trying to find the right formula for Everton going forward. He's brought in Cenk Tosson up front. I think he will, well, it's a gamble, but his goal record suggests he's a, he's a decent centre forward. You've got Phil Walcott that will come in on the, on the right-hand side of the attack. And it's around them. That's the issue. Where does he play Rooney? 
where does he play Sigurdsson? Do they both fit into the same team or don't they? Um, yeah, there, there are one or two issues for, for Big Sam to solve, and I think he might not get to the bottom of them until the summer, really. Um, defensively, I think there are one or two issues as well. The centre-half, they're not playing well. Ashley Williams has had a, a bang average season. Mason Holgate is a, is a player of potential, but he's having a hard time. When I'm looking at the goals Everton are conceded, he's often the guy that should be there closest to stopping it. Uh, and then you've got Phil Jagielka, who I think his best days are, are, are behind him. So, look, Everton are, are get-attable, believe me, in this game. And I, I fancy Arsenal. As long as they bring their A game, play of intensity, I think they can take Everton apart. OK, Clarkie, two more things I want to ask you quickly about. You consider that you've got a lot of the top four all playing each other over this course of the period of the season, this double game week as well. It's actually a chance for Arsenal to make up some ground guaranteed on one or two top four rivals if they can get the six points that you mentioned at the start of our interview. Big time, yeah. You've, you've hit the nail on the head there. You have to strike when at the right time. You have to capitalise on, on game weeks like this where, where the, the teams around you are guaranteed to drop points to one another. So, yeah, I think it'll be a huge, huge missed opportunity if the Gunners don't turn it on this week. That's why I think the arrival of Henrik Mkhitaryan is, is really well-timed. And also, hopefully, we're hoping to get one or two other new faces in the building before the close of the window. So, so particularly ahead of that Everton game, what a lift it would be if there were two or three new players in that starting lineup or in the match day squad. So, yeah, no, I'm, this is not the time for Arsenal to have a dip. They need to kick on from here. And look, a lot of people are saying top four is, is you know, it's, it's a long shot. And I, I have been among them. But it's not, by any stretch of the imagination, impossible. Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea, they're, they're not infallible. They will drop points. Arsenal have got to do their own thing and, and go on a long winning run. They have. And just on Mkhitaryan for a second, Clark, you've heard from him already. We'll get Per Mertesacker's thoughts on the Armenian in a second as well. In and around some rotation across the games, hopefully we'll see him in an Arsenal shirt. Well, I think we will see him, yeah. He's a, he's a top player. He's super creative. Really excited about, about him coming on board. I think he's, he's made for Arsenal stylistically under Arsene Wenger. And, yeah, I see no reason why he won't be involved, uh, A, against Swansea. And, uh, well, why not across across both games? He's a top player. And it's rather uncustomary, I appreciate, to give a five-second team talk from Platform 12 at Euston as you currently <laughs> place or whichever platform. But if you were going to do so to address your team as the trains hurtle by, what would you say? <laughs> you know what? I would go psychological here, Russ. I would say, give the ball to Mickey. Give it to Henrik Mkhitaryan. This kid... He's mustered, and I would say this in front of him, this kid is the real deal. Get him on the ball, and he will make things happen. Mkhitaryan will feel 10 feet tall. And you'll clearly tell the team to start like a train as well, won't you? <laughs> Bang on, Russ. Love it. Brain of Arsenal. So, the Arsenal Weekly Podcast editor, Liam Roberts, joins us on the line as well. Liam, are you like Clarkie at Platform 12 at Euston, or where are you? No, I'm on the top floor of um, Arsenal HQ, trying to get away from the noise. So, um, yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it, all of us in different uh, places this week? It is, it is, but it's good to have us all brought together by the wonders of modern technology and uh, take it away, sir. Okay, so um, we've got uh, week one versus week two this week. So, Russia you're trying to get to week three. Um, we need someone to get to week three. We haven't had that happen for a while. So, it's been a uh, while, yeah. yeah. Remind us what your answer and question are. I'm answering questions on the recently departed Life and Times of Francis Cochrane. Correct. And, um, and Adrian, you're on week one four. Yeah. Um, well, the, the absolute classic Anfield four four draw 
between Liverpool and, Ar- uh, and Arsenal where Arshavin scored four goals. So we're going to focus in on that game. Yeah, and, I'd, and for the record, I'd like to state that you, your exact words last week were, ask me anything. We will see. We will see. Um, Russ, it's your choice. Would you like to go first or second? I will go first and get it out of the way. Okay, then. So, weekly questions. Francis Gutlan, your questions start now. Can you name either team that Francis has scored a professional goal against? Oh... I know. Are we? Are we? So we're not. Are we counting reserve team games here? No, we're not. Because ah, his reserve team goal was against Stoke. I remember that. Oh. Admit defeat, Russ. Oh, hang on. He scored one. He scored. Ooh. Did he score against Leeds for Charlton? Nope. Oh. No, he scored against Slovan Liberec. Or Ren, you could have had. Okay, great start. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fine start for you on this week. So we're going to go to question two. Who did Francis make his Valencia debut against a few weeks ago? Uh, his Valencia debut. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not sure about this either. I'm going to say... Leganes. It was Deportivo. Excellent. <laughs> Question three. In a similar vein, who was Francis's last game for us against? This is going well. Um, <laughs> I picked up an injury. I was trying to think whether he ever returned from that injury. The last of his injuries. Liverpool? It was Crystal Palace. Oh, dear. <laughs> Question four. For the whitewash. Um, the 2016-17 season was France's most successful with us. Yes. How many games did he play in all competitions? One season. God. I can tell you he played 160 times for the Gunners across his <laughs> illustrious period with the club, 105 of which were in the league. Uh, I have to be honest, I didn't memorise season-by-season appearance stats. Oh, my God. Did you say how many in all competitions? Oh, uh, yep. this is going to be not out of four. I'm going to say... 33. Oh, dear. There will be no week three. There will be no week three. I'm not saying anything, Russ, till I've answered mine. Moving swiftly on. Okay, so your week one questions on that epic game at Anfield start now. Um, Can you tell us who refereed that game? I can. For the win, it was Howard Webb. It was easy peasy. We're going to carry on as a uh, as a matter of uh, a matter of principle, just to, just to rub it in. Question two: um, What minute did Arsenal open the scoring? Uh, Thirty-six. Correct. Question three: What was the date of the match? Oh, I, you know what? I knew you was going to ask that. Uh, it was two thousand nine. It was April. Uh, 9th of April. Twenty-first. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Doesn't really care, does he? And question four, who played in goal for us that night? It was uh, the man that is uh, between the sticks against us this weekend, Lucas Fabianski. Correct. Three out of four for the win. Solid. Easy, easy. Solid, solid start. Um, week two for you next week. Yeah, look forward to it. Cheer up, Russ. Russ.
that's what we're moving on to, to hopefully do better. I will continue my sort of vein of, of after a defeat, having something semi-related to my previous choice. So I'm going to go is with the, the man is that... Is it number zero? Is it the number zero? <laughs> Players with the squad number zero or zero zero. Yeah, no, I'm going to go for um, the man that Francis Cochrane had his most successful partnership with during that kind of halcyon spell he had. So I'm going to say when he played alongside Santi Cathola. I'm going to have the life Sorry. and times to date of Santi Cathola. OK, so it's Santi Gazzola versus Liverpool versus Arsenal next week. Great stuff, Clarkie. Well done. Get your train. Don't come back. No, I'm joking. And when can we see or hear you again? <laughs> I'll be on the match day show for, for the Swansea game and in the commentary box for the Everton game. So, busy week ahead. The final word this week belongs to our club captain, Per Mertesacker, with his thoughts on new signing, Henrik Mkhitaryan. It's just brilliant for the team, you know, to get such a, such a great lift, you know, in the in the transfer window in January. We are very, very happy, you know, to have signed such a such a great player, mm. such a great team player who uh, who's just capable, you know, in combination without the ball, and he's got all the ingredients, you know, to be successful at this point. And one thing I saw already in his first training session is. He wants the ball, he's capable of playing and he's someone who wants to work for the team and that's something uh, I'm, I'm not going to take for granted. So, uh, and his willingness to get on with each other, to, to work hard together, um, I've seen already in the first training. So, very, very happy and delighted that we have signed such a great player who has shown in the Bundesliga, in the Ukraine, at Manchester United what he's capable of and I think uh, he made a good choice you know well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Henrik Mkhitaryan, to Per Mertesacker, Max Jones, and of course, Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing in the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well and find us on Acast these days. Remember as well to get your questions into Clarkie at the chalkboard on Twitter. That's using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. And we're back on Monday, the 5th of February. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.